Hey, Cassidy Sargent. Hey, Andrew Street. Cassidy, are you a ninja? Uh, no, I'm a shinobi. Uh, you can't lie to me because you know that it's ninja law that if someone asks if you're a ninja, you have to say yes. Yes, I'm a ninja. All right, good. I didn't want to get entrapped there. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Gone Gold, the goldest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Andrew Street. We're here. We got a, a stacked cast, minus one. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Elmer, actually, we'll get to it now. Elmer Guardado is not here. He's in the best coast. He's living it up New York City. Uh, if you didn't know, Beyonce once said, uh, New York. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that line comes from. <laughs> uh, and so Elmer is there. He's living his best life. I've seen him a couple times. We've gone to the Nintendo store together. It was cute. I showed him a giant uh, KK slider and Tom Nook plushie. Uh, but joining me here today, ladies and gentlemen, the number one ninja in your heart, Cassidy Sargent. I'm not feeling that well. I'm uh, coming down with some dragon rot. You ever dragon nut, Cass? Every night of my life. <laughs> Sometimes twice. Joining us also, the goldest soup boy on the internet. Sam Atherton. Onegaishimasu. Also with us, Robert <laughs> Mackey. Ohayo gozaimasu. Watashi no name wa Robert desu. Wow. Did you plan that? Do you have, uh, Google? Do you have something open? No, I just know Japanese. Don't lie on this podcast. <laughs> We've always you would have heard the... me type. You would have heard me typing away if uh, that were pre pre planned. Boys, we're back. Speaking of Japan, we've been playing. I think we every single one of us. Mine is Elmer, so it's good that he's not here this week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he actually picked a great show to miss uh, because we've all been playing Sekiro. It came out a few days ago, Friday. It's now Wednesday, so we've all put some time into it. I haven't put as much time. Uh, because I had a friend come to town and, and take up time that I wanted to be playing the game. Um, <laughs> but That's so passive-aggressive. <laughs> uh, but it's it's here. I can't believe it's out, and it's fucking fantastic. It's so good. Are we just jumping into we, it? Is this just yeah, what we're we did it, about? boys. We did it, boys. It's good. Oh, man. Yeah. Was there ever any doubt? no i don't know i <laughs> honestly i was concerned just because like i'm such a hardcore souls fan hearing the changes that they're they were making to the mechanics was it looked really different a little worried i was like i don't know because like FromSoft, they don't have a perfect track record like ever since they got the Soulsborne formula down their games have been great but if you go way back into their catalog they have some they have some odd choices and i was afraid <laughs> that this like could have been the fall off of you know from soft hot streak thankfully it's not because i think this might actually be my favorite Soulsborne kiro game to date <laughs> is, is that the new name of the genre yep the, the Soulsborne kiro it's ever evolving oh uh, yeah i don't know yeah. how widespread it is but i've seen some like divisive comments about this game i feel like every time a souls game comes out there's always the people like i wish it had an easy mode uh, so those people are well pissed. that's just like I, I i feel like you can just kind of discount those people because like that's always going to happen with a Soulsborne yeah. game what really gets me are the people that are upset like the hardcore souls hardcore souls fans that are upset at this game because 
its combat is so different from Dark Souls. And I feel like if you play a lot of Dark Souls or Bloodborne, your muscle memory actually kind of fucks you over. Yeah. At least that's how I felt. Yeah, I'm getting fucked over because of, like, my Bloodborne... I want to dodge everything. I yeah, know, exactly. I, it is not Bloodborne, yeah. Yeah, even now, I'm getting fucked up pretty often. Like, I'm pretty bad at this game. Um, but it, there's <laughs> something about it where I can die... Uh, so many times in a row, uh, Melissa, a uh, friend of the show, Melissa, my girlfriend, was here and watched me play a little bit. Just watched me die at the same exact point, like maybe 12 times. And I just kept doing it over and over again and just kept trying to dodge. Mm-hmm. And I, I die every time. I'm never parrying and I'm trying to break that. But it's just so instinctual that I want to dodge everything. Yeah. And then I forget that you can jump, too. Like in combat, I never jump. One of the things that is so hilarious to me about this game is I have probably said, oh my god, I'm so fucking bad at this game, like 10 times, and I've also probably said, okay, now I'm getting it, (laughs) like 10 (laughs) times, where it's like, okay, now I've got a feel for this. Like, I I said that maybe 20 minutes ago, and then proceeded to lose to the same guy, I think, eight times. Um, Man, yeah, but they, I, I feel like they just fucking did it again. They have a formula. Like, it it does feel like the other games to me, Mm -hmm. but it's also totally new and totally fresh. Like, you know, I I always felt like Dark Souls had a little bit more of, like, a focus on um, blocking and, like, defense and, and playing sort of defensively, and Bloodborne felt a lot more aggressive and a lot faster. And this is... Just like, again, its own kind of animal. Um, and I'm fucking having a really great time with it. Um, but I'm, I'm just sort of blown away by how they continue to make games that are in their wheelhouse, but making like strategic tweaks to make it a different experience. So it's not, you know, fucking Madden where they're rolling out Dark Souls every time. It's just in a new setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like to me, this game worked super well. And because it, it, it feels like, the philosophy of Dark Souls game design and Bloodborne game design and the like the level design aspect um, and also just the character progression aspect in certain ways. Um, but the combat is so, so different. It, re- it feels more like a rhythm game than anything. Um, but as soon as you get to a door in Sekiro and like you try to open it and you get that little prompt that says like the door does not open from this side. I'm like, oh, OK, so this is still a Soulsborne game. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, like you're saying, it's the, I think even the way that you like level up your character and the way that you do progress through the game from like a stats perspective is so different, right? Because your equipment is essentially locked. You don't change your armor. Mm -hmm. You can't just sort of grind for souls and level up your health and just kind of eventually tank through the game. Like the closest equivalent to that is you can grind for XP and buy skills, Mm -hmm. but you're still going to have to beat the opponent like there's really no i feel like there's no way to cheese this game you just have to battle it like straight head on yeah i I really Uh, like that's so new one of the aspects i really like about this game is that the the straight stat upgrades like your your poise your damage and your um vitality upgrades are directly linked to being able to beat mini bosses whereas like in soulsborne you could just grind your way out um stat upgrades and come back uh make a boss significantly easier once you get enough souls or blood echoes or whatever um but in this game like you need you need to beat four mini bosses every time you want to upgrade your health essentially yeah it's serious yeah 
Yeah, I so I haven't played much of it because I got really I got stuck at that first boss, or like the first mini boss. Um, and but I really like. It seems like they're going to tell a story here, like with an actual narrative. Uh, and I I really appreciate that compared to at least Dark Souls. I don't know about Bloodborne. Um, but Dark Souls have felt. Oh, you know, well, I see Robert's eye twitching. Um, <laughs> sorry, buddy. But like the the fucking oh, it's it's environmental storytelling. Did you see that tree it in the is. distance? It's that's actually the best moving. Way that's the coolest way to tell a story. In no, it. that's why we need to do a playthrough of these games, Sam. I'm Let me telling save you. the fucking dragon prince or whatever. Give Let me... me and Robbie be your lore masters. Oh Please. my god. So I don't know. I appreciate the the like. Oh, they're going to tell me a story. As opposed to like, oh, you didn't read this, like, the last page of this book? Hmm, sorry. You don't get the story. <laughs> the loading screens are important. There's so much flavor text there. <laughs> yeah, isn't there an umbilical cord? You have cord? to read the item descriptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the, ga- the, the gameplay seems like a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be really easy. Like, the first, like, couple enemies you fight, you know, you take them down with, like, one hit. I was like, oh, this game's going to be easy. And then uh, I hit that wall really early on. Oh, yep. And some of the reviews, too, were like, oh, this game is, like, way easier than Bloodborne. And I was like, okay. Some of them say that it's way harder than, like, Bloodborne, too. Yeah, it's, like, it's sort of all over the place. But, like, I was talking to a friend before we both got the game. And I was like, oh, did you see the reviews? Like, they said it's it might be easier than Bloodborne. Like, I was like, that's a good and a bad thing. Like, I could go for an easier style game. And then I played it. And it's like, okay, like, this is not too bad. And then I got, like, fucking destroyed by a goddamn fucking rooster. And I was like, what? Yeah, it's pretty difficult. I think that is one of the things that was like, this game walks such a weird line of difficulty. And I think it's especially because we're comparing it to the difficulty of Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Um, but in certain aspects, I do think this game is both easier and more forgiving than Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Because once, once you get... God, I'm, I'm going to say it. Once you get good at the game. Um, <laughs> and you get like... Robbie over I here. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but once you get like the parries down and you get the rhythm of every enemy down, um, the whole like poise or not posture system is... It, it can make fights very quick. Like if you're deflecting attacks and you're like um, using every opportunity you have, you can kill an enemy super quick. Like you can kill an enemy with like three or like three fourths of their he- uh, life bar still left. Which is something that you just couldn't do in the previous games. Like, it was always a battle of attrition in Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But if you're good enough in the mechanics in Sekiro, like, you can get through fights pretty quickly. It's just those mechanics are super timing heavy and kind of difficult to wrap your head around, especially if you're coming from a Soulsborne game. For my money, I I think it's slightly easier to deal with enemies one-on-one than some of the other games, Mm -hmm. but more difficult in a group like i i feel like oh yeah two enemies in bloodborne was kind of no big deal because you can just kite them kite them against each other Mm -hmm. but like two enemies in sekiro is like a fucking problem yeah um at least for me maybe that's because i'm not good yet but i I definitely think that was intentional though and i think that you know in bloodborne a lot of the weapons had sweeping attacks so you're kind of uh guided to taking on big groups all at the same time but in sekiro i think the solution for that problem is your sword was really only good at attacking one person at a time but it's super easy to run away from people go into stealth and then just come back again you have so many mobility options in this game yeah 
And some of the oh. prosthetics too. Like even where I'm at, uh, I haven't gotten the flame prosthetic yet because I can't mm-hmm. beat the spike guy. I haven't gone back to him since we talked, but um, he keeps fucking me up. But it's like the axe and even like the grappling hook. Like they just introduce these cool like things that make you feel so fucking awesome. The one mm. thing I will say, like the stealth is – I enjoy the stealth. And in fact, like the stealth is how I manage to beat some of the mini bosses because I'm like, okay, I can get one free fucking kill thing on them. Yep. I love that you can do that. Yeah, by sneaking up on them. And I'm like, okay, I'm at half the battle. So now all I got to do is, like, be half good. Um, (laughs) But it is kind of, like, I don't know. The stealth is weird sometimes to me. Like, I can't ever tell what is alerting them and what isn't, like, when they can and cannot see me. And then I think it's also weird that they can just, like, see me and then I can just run away. And then they're like, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Um, I I think stealth in games is so tough. And, like, I'm I'm not... I, I think they're doing it fine. Yeah. Like for my money, if if you already have somebody who, who's suspicious, so they have like the yellow triangle, I think it goes from yellow to red a little too quick for me. So if they even like hear a glimpse of you, they're immediately on and here come the fucking drums and the battle music. Um, yeah, I just like I, I don't even know what to do about stealth in games and, and like the whole I'm going to hide in a bush for 10 seconds and they forgot I exist. I do appreciate... Like, that's been a trope for so long. I don't even know what the fix is. I do appreciate, though, that, like, when I'm fighting a boss and I get scared and I'm like, okay, it's, <clears> it's over. I gotta flee. I can, like, fucking grapple hook on top of a branch and then just stand there as the boss stands below me. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, like, dwell on it before I fucking jump down <laughs> and get killed again. Uh, Stare at each other menacingly. Yep. I love it, too, because it's, like... Just the every time I was dying, uh, leading up to that spike guy I had to fight with the spear, um, who's a mini boss, it's like going different routes to like decide how I wanted to take everybody out, and like oh okay this time I'm gonna climb up this wall and pounce on yeah. this guy and then attack these other two or this time I'm just gonna run up and do him and I also never went back. It took me a little while before I was like oh wait I should go bring the shinobi axe prosthetic to the guy and get it installed Mm -hmm. because every single time i spent like five minutes fighting the shield guys and like trying to fucking dodge roll around them and get to their oh yeah fuck that it took fucking forever so when i use the axe on them and it's like okay it's just an insta kill Mm -hmm. it's like fuck i wasted probably like 30 minutes fighting those guys Yeah, I mean, it, it is just, it's a fucking tremendous game. I mean, I think it, it goes right up there with the best that FromSoft has ever made. You know, it's Miyazaki and, and the team of men and women over there just, like, continue to crank out games that I, I think are, like, fucking masterpieces, honestly. Like, uh, I think that the sensation of mastery that you have in these games and, and like, bringing movement to that, which I think the... It, it, I don't think it's a hot take to say that the movement in the Souls game has not has not, have not always been the best, right? Like, I'm sprinting and then tapping the same button to sort of do, like, a weird hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have so many options now, and, like, I'm, I'm probably 10 or 12 hours into the game, and feeling the way that I felt about Bloodborne combat, except act- actually movement in this game, where it's like, wow, I'm really chaining together everything that they're offering me to, like, do some fucking badass shit. Um, 
I think I think it's it it manages to so feel like a from game, but also feel like they're really stretching their legs and trying something new. Um, I'm like hyper impressed. Yeah, and there's I think two things about that that are cool. Or one that Activision published this. Like, you know, I I, I was reading a thing about how like Activision was adamant about letting them do their thing, like that. And then in interviews with people from from software was like, yeah, like. Everything from when you press start was us. Like Activision gave feedback, but it always came with the caveat of like, take it or leave it. Like you don't mm. have to put it in. We're not forcing you to do it. Um, but like, it's just so strange to me still, like even now that it's out and fantastic that it's like Activision published this. Yeah. So I can't that even... Activision logo pop up every time you start. Yeah. Uh, Cause like I couldn't even, when I was booting it up, I was like, I can't even think or remember like the last non remake new IP activision published that wasn't like a fucking destiny mm-hmm. uh where i was like like story for like only game new ip from activision like couldn't remember the last one i played like nothing comes world to of mind. warcraft world of warcraft that was definitely not activision <laughs> didn't blizzard doesn't activision own blizzard yeah but that was before okay overwatch sorry all right fine that's <laughs> multiplayer though fuck <laughs> the overwatch story missions <laughs> yeah I, I i will say this is the first is this the first FromSoft game that was published by a western publisher because the other ones were bandai bandai yeah bandai, bandai Namco, yeah. and then sony yeah sony didn't even publish yeah. it in the west who wait who published bloodborne in the west i'm pretty sure like bandai or somebody published it in the west there's there was oh, a whole really? thing yeah, wow. did never... FromSoft publish it too? Because they FromSoft in Japan published uh, Sekiro. Oh yeah, Activision mm-hmm. might only be the U.S. publisher. Yeah, yeah. And like Activision, do they? They don't own the rights to this franchise, no. right? I doubt it. Man. Sony did publish Bloodborne. Bloodborne, okay. but not Demon Souls. That's what I meant. If oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. So okay, there was okay. a whole thing that it's actually really fascinating to read on. Was that uh, Sony? Had, partnered with FromSoft to create Demon Souls, and like then when Demon Souls came out, they were like, "This shit's not going to do well in in the U.S." Yeah, it's too hard for Western. Yeah, and gamers. so they like refused to localize it, and so Bandai was like, "Nah, let us localize it." So listen to this: uh, Demon Souls published in Japan by Sony, published in North America by Atlas, Atlas and oh. published in Australia and Europe by Namco Bandai. Wait, Atlas, like the same Atlas that does Persona? Yeah. Atlas USA. Fuck. That's fucking weird. That is. Yeah, and so Bandai looked at that and then said, like, okay, like, we'll create a Demon Souls-like game and publish it fucking everywhere on every platform. And then Dark Souls became a fucking super success. And now here we are, boys. Yeah. And I there's a rumor that uh, From Software is working on another new IP, like that their ga- next game after this. Is another well, IP. it's not Bloodborne 2? I, I guess not. Bloodborne, I just, I, I've given up on Bloodborne 2. I just don't think it's happening. Like, if anything, maybe maybe it'll be a PS5 launch title. I would kill for that. I don't think it's going to happen, though. But the most recent rumor that I saw on Twitter just today from a guy I follow, his name is Liam Robertson. He's pretty good when it comes to video game leaks. Um, he was tweeting about a FromSoft rumor that... Um, I forget the creator's name, but Miyazaki and the creator of Berserk, 
the manga and anime series that mm. Dark Souls and Demon Souls are heavily influenced by are officially working on a collaboration. Which would be, be pretty fucking wild. wild. If we just got a straight up berserk uh like Soulsborne game. Holy shit. Get the gut shit. sword in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> you don't think we're getting armored core? <sighs> Man, give me a give me a Soulsborne armored core. Just give me like a, a mech Soulsborne. I think that would be so really I, cool. I, I'm gonna sound like a fucking hater, but if FromSoft takes time off from making these games to make another armored core, I'm gonna be so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but, what if it's like an armored core like Soulsborne game? I mean, I'm sure they do it. I'm sure they do it great, and I'd probably pick it up and all that. But I, I, I they, they're they're gonna have to show me. I'm not convinced yet. Here's what I think is gonna happen. It's E3 2020. The screen drops. Hideo Kojima walks out. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, Death Stranding. Kojima, whatever, what's the name of his company? Kojima Productions. Kojima Productions. Cross. FromSoft. Death Stranding is a Soulsborne game. Mm-hmm. I'd be into it. The only problem right, with picture that... picture it. I was, oh, I was just going to say Sony's not going to be at E3 anymore. Picture E3 it. 2020. E3 2020. <laughs> the Konami conference is happening. And that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only announcement from E3. Hear me out. PlayStation State of Play 2020. Death Stranding's still not out. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Hear me out. Square Enix E3 Conference 2020. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> They'll be there. We got the Kingdom Hearts from Soft Crossover. Mm. <laughs> mm. When you die... All your hearts get left behind. Exactly. You guys, mm. you guys remember Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah, I remember. I don't. Good times. <laughs> Sekiro game of the year. <laughs> Sekiro, easily the best uh, Q1 2019 release thus far. Yeah, so good. For my money. I just I had a, I had a great time re- with Resident Evil, but uh, Sekiro is like transcendent. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. I just wish I could beat Lady Butterfly. I mean, Yoshi's on the way, though, so. Mm. What? Nope. Uh, is anyone playing anything else besides Sekiro? I bought, I bought a game. Uh, it's called, fuck. Yeah, talk about something so I can find the name of this game. Uh, I played Dia- I'm playing more Diablo on Switch. That's a good game. I'm playing as yeah, a, I started a monk character. I played in bed. Oh, the monks are so good. Yeah, so I've never played as a monk and it's, it's so much fun. I'm a lady monk. A monkette. <laughs> is that what they're called? I can't. That's what I'm saying it's called. So I bought a game uh, for the Super Famicom mm. called Dream Basketball Dunk and Hoop. <laughs> and uh, it's a super anime black guy dunking a basketball into a brick wall. Uh, this game came <laughs> out in 1994 yeah. and made by Human Entertainment. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I'm really excited. It was three. Sounds American. Yeah, is it Human Entertainment is still around, aren't they? Are they? Really? I think in Human Head. Oh, maybe. Hmm. I think they're the uh, Abe's Odyssey guys. Maybe. Is it good, Sam? I haven't played it yet, um, but I uh, hopefully by next week, I'll give you my book report on Dream Basketball, Dunk, and Hoop. I love that name. Yeah. Uh, so... I, w- <laughs> I also bought F-Zero. I haven't played that yet either. But Give me a new week. I want a F-Zero for the Switch. Human Entertainment ceased operation in, in 2000, oh. but 
they were they created uh what are some of their greatest hits andy all right so on the game boy hal wrestling sd gundam gaiden lacroan heroes super soccer some classics oh my god uh, super soccer you guys ready for this you ever hear of a system called nintendo entertainment system once or twice. Okay, mm-hmm. then you would be fucking ecstatic to know that Human Entertainment created Adventures of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> uh, they also created Athletic World, the game for the power Wait, pad. Ad- Adventures of Gilligan's Island? Yeah. Adventures of Gilligan uh. Island is a single-player Nintendo Entertainment System video game by Bandai that is based on the 1960s sitcom of the same name. Bandai, full circle, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they... they Published some and created some uh, Power Pad games. Uh, the hell's Power Pad? That's that pad that you could like run on on that plugged into the uh, NES. What? Oh, I don't know it. Watch the video of Reggie running on it, and then he uses his hands. It's funny. <laughs> uh, anything else here? Stadium Wars. Fire Pro Classic. Wrestling. And I I know Fire Pro. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it looks they made like a fuck ton of Fire Pro games on the PC Engine and on PlayStation and on the Sega Saturn. Um, Clock Tower, does that ring a bell? They made a bunch of those. F1 Pole Position, Dream Basketball, Duncan Hoop. There it Super is. Formation Soccer, The Fireman. Oh shit, they play, they made The Fireman? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I think that might be it from their greatest hits. They they made a lot of games. Two games on the Wonder Swan. But yeah. So would you recommend it, Sam? Should I buy it? Uh, I I definitely think you should buy it. Let okay. me uh I'll get I'll come back with a full book report next week. Uh, cause I uh I haven't gotten I haven't gotten the chance to plug in my um Super Nintendo in a while. But I'm going to. Speaking of book reports, Elmer is now in possession of a copy of uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Yeah. <laughs> As of the other day. Uh, we uh, we traded. I gave him a Mega Man Battle Network, and he gave me a copy of Metroid Castlevania, uh, A Link to the Past, and some other game. So he got ripped off. But don't tell oh, him. That, I, I thought that was all one game title that you were reading off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it? No one's playing anything else? Sekiro consumes all. Yeah. I've been playing the game of life. That's why I can't play Sekiro. <laughs> I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. Ooh. Can we talk about that for a second? Joffrey does some fucked up stuff. Yeah. In the beginning of that show. He's like the most like, unlikely really character in the beginning. Have you seen yeah. Game of Thrones before? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. re- I haven't, I mean, I started watching it in like 2010 or whatever when it came out. Yeah. But like, goddamn. Yeah. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, Everything will... is also happening a lot faster than I remember it happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, because when most people watched it initially, you had to wait, like, a week between each episode. So if you binge yeah. watch it on streaming, it's like, oh, fuck, this is moving really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I, I binged it to the Red Wedding, and so, like, when I hit that, like, I watched that all in, like, the span of, a, like, you know, a couple days, got to the Red Wedding... And I was like, oh, fuck. I need to stop for a second, like, take a breath. Because, like, everybody I love just fucking left. Like, they're gone. (laughs) This is a lot for me. 
You know what I finished today that is video game related is Castlevania. Ooh, the original. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. We we have a guest caller to the show. May I put him on? Yes. Put, put him on. Let's, let's hear him. Okay. Let's put him on. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Hi, I'm on uh, I'm on 51st and uh, 2nd right now, and I just want to say the PlayStation Direct was perfect. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you, caller. <laughs> Unfortunately, you are not the winner of today's sweepstakes. Was that a gamer? <laughs> I'll have to check the credentials. <clears throat> you finished Castlevania? I finished Castlevania. Fuck, <laughs> 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 fuck, Elmer. We'll talk about that when we want to talk about that. Yeah, I finished Castlevania. That's a fucking show. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, I thought you meant the game. No, the show. I mean, the, that, sh- yeah, that's the show's a, fucking great, too. That was a fucking great show, Shout yeah. Shout out to Warren Ellis. Fuck yeah, please write more shit. Shout out. Cool. God, that's it. Let's fucking... I feel like there's a lot of new. Like, there was a no news, but a lot at the same time. It's like two, one or two big things happened. I've, Let's get it. I think the biggest thing being uh, that there is rumored to be two new Switch models coming. Uh, not only are is the rumor about a smaller, cheaper, more durable Switch out there, but there's also supposedly a more powerful premium switch aimed at avid gamers i hope they add a third analog stick to the the switch pro mm, a little c stick mm. exactly just like a little nub at the bottom of the screen yeah <laughs> ew so the wall would i would either of you make the jump to either of these oh yeah yeah i'm probably gonna trade my current switch in for the the switch pro or okay what do you guys think it's gonna be called it's not gonna be switch pro I think switch maybe you. Switch Plus. Honestly, switch I, I you. switch you. Oh my god! I can't. You can't even predict this because, like, who the fuck would have been like, okay, they're gonna make a nicer 3ds. It's called the new 3ds XL. <laughs> like they just throw new in front of shit. Like I would never guess that because it's fucking dumb, but they do it. It works. How well did that sell? I mean, pretty well. Like, here's the thing: is that I honestly like the way. So the Wall Street Journal published this. And then uh, Eurogamer followed up with an article and basically said, like, oh, we heard the same thing from some of our sources. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's pretty reliable because I think rumors of a new Switch model coming out in 2019 have been going around for a while, right? Yeah, and so the Eurogamer article says that on the cheaper version, uh, yesterday's the Wall Street Journal report suggested it would be aimed at casual gamers currently still using a 3DS. Casuals. Uh, Fucking... <laughs> The and that the company wants to move 3DS and 2DS players over to the Switch, and they understand that that base is mainly younger, so they're looking to make a cheaper, more durable version. Um, and so that caught co- that makes sense, to yeah. Me. I think this, like, honestly, I expected both of these things at some point, but the fact that we're getting both at the same time, according to the rumor, I think that's a little surprising. What do you think? Do we have any? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Robbie. I was just going to say, what do you think they do to make the Switch either cheaper or more premium? Like, what do these models look like? So, the this the Eurogamer report says that there's going to be several features removed. Uh, the number one being that Rumble is supposedly being removed to cut costs. But the caveat there is that people think that there will be Rumble. It just won't be the HD Rumble. <laughs> because a lot mm-hmm. of games on switch require rumble yeah. yeah i mean joy cons are fucking expensive yeah so oh, i imagine yeah. that there are some some 
costs to be cut yeah. uh, within them. But so you're only going to feel like two ice cubes in the Joy-Con instead of three yeah. ice cubes. <laughs> yeah, because I mean like Mario Party and, and certain things in Mario Odyssey are unplayable without Rumble. Yep. Yeah. The thing I was trying to predict, um, and I feel like Nintendo could have done pretty easily, is make a Switch that's cheaper that doesn't have the detachable Joy-Cons. And I feel like you could make mm-hmm. that pretty easily. That would probably appeal more to the mobile conscious gamer. Um, but I don't know if they would risk alienating all the games that require the Joy-Cons to be split out to play. Yeah. yeah that seems like a, like a flagship feature of the Switch is the yeah. detachable Joy-Cons. Maybe you remove touchscreen capability? Honestly, yeah. That's got to be one of them. Because like, I forgot that there was even a touch. I forgot the Switch was a touchscreen. I have no concept for how expensive that is to add to a device, but it can't. I mean, it's not free. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like it's pro- like, is it that expensive that it's like, I mean, how common are touchscreens at this point? Yeah. That like. Yeah, you may, you may be right. I genuinely have no fucking idea. I, I really don't know. There are so many things that I could say like, oh, okay, they, they could remove this. But like the detachable Joy-Cons and the ability to dock, because docking is another thing that people have been like talking about maybe is being removed here like this will be handheld only it's like those are the two things that like define what the switch is Hmm. but i guess like you could have said oh 3ds 3d was the defining feature and they took that out and made a 2ds so like they're not really opposed Hmm. to you know kind of changing things up like that i do think though that this is really smart especially i think it becomes even smarter in a year where you get a mainline Pokemon game, you're most likely getting an Animal Crossing game, and there's also rumor that there's another unannounced Pokemon game coming out this year as well. You know, those are Pokemon Battle Stadium 2. Oh my god, please. Oh, I'd be so fucking happy. Uh, (laughs) But it's like, you have, you know, two of your biggest franchises that on handheld that appeal to, like, the largest audience possible. Like... You know, the, the amount of people I knew with 3DSs that bought it just for Animal Crossing or just for Pokemon, like, mm. this is brilliant, like, to make a cheaper system. I'm struggling to see where they give the value to convince someone to make the jump to, like, a Switch Pro or a Switch S or whatever it is. I think... Because, like, bigger battery, I figure. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard the cries for, like, Bluetooth connectivity. That makes sense to me. But then, like, I don't, I don't quite know where else we go. I bet I would put money on the the Switch Pro or the Switch Premium, whatever it's going to be called, will have a 1080p screen. I think that's going to be the big selling point. It's just like a better, mm. more, uh, a higher definition mobile experience. But yeah, other than that, I don't like. They're not going to give it that much more processing power because you don't want like you still want parity between the Switch yeah. Basic and the Switch Pro. Can't get too far away. Yeah. I mean, the, the rumors were saying, and this is what I think is going to happen, right? Like, this isn't PS4 to PS4 Pro. This is, in comparison, the 3DS to the new 3DS. It's like a slight, tiny little bump in performance, uh, mainly, like, <clears throat> through, like, optimizations and cooling. And, you know, you, you know, we've, we jammed a bigger battery in there. We got the production line down pat, so, like, things are being a bit more efficient. I think Bluetooth is maybe a good bet. Honestly, I think the screen is exactly the same, but less bezel. 
Like I think mm-hmm. it's be, mm-hmm. you think it's still 720. I think we're getting a 720 screen, but it's going to be like bigger. Um, because mm. like even if you look at the XL 3DS, like Nintendo doesn't typically yeah. up the the resolution; they up the size for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll get the 720p screen, but it'll like have less of those. That bezels. would be nice. Um, Take up a little bit more of that real estate. That would be nice. Yeah. You think what's what's the price point? The, what was the original price point? Three hundred for the Switch, right? Yeah, still three hundred. I think <laughs> probably three. Uh, I don't know. Three fifty, four hundred. I don't know if they can get away with four hundred if they're gonna say, "Hey, it's basically the same. It's just got a little bit of extra battery and a few, you know, bells and whistles here well, and there." I feel like there's gonna be a little bit more than like we were expecting. I almost feel like this is they phase out the 3ds, or do they phase out the uh, the normal switch and this is just a replacement? So three hundred gets you a premium, two hundred gets you the small one or two fifty. Yeah, like yeah, this that's... is basically like what Sony did. Like, oh, like compare it to the Pro and the Slim announcement. Like the cheaper one becomes like maybe the Slim model of the Switch. Like it's a bit, you know, watered down a little bit more. Like you got your cheaper model if that's what you want to do. You haven't bought yet, and then if you have bought and like you're looking for a bit more features or you're in the market for a new Switch, you're gonna buy one anyway. Like now you have like the the newer, more improved version. I wonder mm. if we get a dock redesign. I mean, it's a good mm. bet. If they do that, Andy, and they phase out the original and they just have the sort of you know, uh, casual and pro version, I feel like they can't do the perma attached Joy-Con. Because to me, that that makes it too much a part of the ecosystem. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like it would be a major change to not be able to remove the Joy-Cons because that does just change so many control fi- configurations and kind of breaks some games, right? Like, I, you couldn't play, like, uh, Snipper Clips or, like, a bunch of those. Yeah, Mario yeah. Party can't be played with the Joy-Cons attached. I do think, mm-hmm. though, the, I wonder if they the do one that. caveat to that is, like, if you're buying the, the cheaper, more mobile-focused version, they still have the perma-attached Joy-Cons, and they just say... You could always just buy extra Joy Cons mm. to keep in your house. Like if you're just if you're really not additional. yeah if you're not if you're not really going to be playing mm. multiplayer games and you just want this as like a mobile gaming platform, then yeah, we'll just make the Joy Cons like permanently attached to the Switch. That's not a bad spin on that. I, I I might be able to swallow that even. Okay. Yeah, I and there were games on the the new 3DS XL that you could only play on that. Like you couldn't play Xenoblade on the original 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, there there were only like 3 so, or 4 though. Like there weren't that mm-hmm. I feel like that didn't last. It was a very small yeah, handful. It was only like 3 games. Uh, but they did exist, yeah. Sam to your point. So I I I feel like I feel like that's a tougher sell in 2019 to say, "Hey, you know, you can only play the new Pokémon Stadium on a switch pro yeah, to say like it's it the same generation but not really you can only play on this console yeah i mean maybe i'm naive maybe maybe we'd fucking get spit in the face and we'd love it but <laughs> i feel like that's not gonna happen because like i mean if you look minecraft and xenoblade were like the two games that mattered that were exclusive mm. and like minecraft came out like last year on the 3ds so like it was exclusive like last year in the end of its life wow and xenoblade is like a super niche jrpg right like the games that matter nintendo never made a first party uh exclusive game at least not in the u.s except for the publishing of virtual console games on of snes games um 
I'm of two minds. Like, I think if this is coming out, I think either it comes out and launches alongside the other model, and it's like a Kinks worked out version with some better battery life, some Bluetooth, and maybe like a minuscule amount of bump in performance. Um, that allows like for the Bluetooth to exist and like maybe it just, you know, it's just a tiny bit. Like you're never really even going to notice it in games or if it's more powerful than that, I feel like that it doesn't launch alongside this cheaper model. I feel like we're getting hmm. maybe some misinformation or maybe some like early rumors of something that's like coming in another year or so. Like yeah. the switch pro is going to be more powerful, but it's like a year out. When do you think we get official confirmation of either of these consoles? Oh, E3. Think it's I, like E3? I think, honestly, because my, my prediction is, like, that no matter what, we get that cheaper Switch model at mm-hmm. E3, and then, like, we get trailers for Animal Crossing and Pokemon pretty blown out at E3, and then Treehouse mm-hmm. after E3 is diving deep on those two games because that's what's going to push the cheaper model. Yeah. Can I put it out there real quick? And I'm, I'm not attuned like you are, Andy, but... I kind of feel like an Animal Crossing Direct is coming. <laughs> like pre-E3, like the next month or so. I just woke up and had a feeling the other day. I think... Am I crazy? They're going to announce that they're reworking Animal Crossing and giving it to Retro Studios. Yeah, the ground up. <laughs> oh my god. The rumor right now Am is I April crazy? 15th, a Direct is coming. See? Because that's Reggie's last day. Oh, so everyone's like, oh, is there going to be like an announcement? Oh, that'd be a cute little send off. Yeah, uh, I don't th- I think honestly, I, I think we're getting a direct. I don't think there's going to be an Animal Crossing one just because they're running out of time. And they're ha- like, undoubtedly, there's a direct happening in April because are they just going to release Smash 3.0, which they tease to be a big update? Like they're going to drop that out. Yeah, of- so true. Either we're getting a Smash direct. But part of me thinks like. Mario Maker's coming out in early June. June. Like, June 14th is the rumor. Like, I I would think that they have to fucking put out, like, a Mario Maker Direct or a Direct Mini focused on Mario Maker and Smash. And that clears Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions about Mario Maker. Like, how is it going to work? How, you know, how are you going to build levels? So I think that's... Does it come with a stylus? Hmm. There's no way it comes with a stylus. I hope that they do an Animal Crossing Direct on Reggie's birthday and announce that he is going to be one of, like, the characters in the game so that you go and talk to fucking K.K. Slider and Tom Nook and, and Reggie runs, like, the fucking used game store or whatever. So, uh, Cass, <laughs> do you know that there That'd be cute. Uh, was a feature in Animal Crossing New Leaf uh, where you went to sleep in the, uh, I forget the name of it, Dream Something, um, and what, what it would do was you could either enter a code... Or you could select random, and it would drop you randomly into somebody's village who uploaded it <laughs> to the internet. And one of those villages was an official Reggie town oh. made by Reggie himself and the oh. Nintendo team. And it had, like, Nintendo thing-themed stuff everywhere, and there's a little fucking R- Reggie guy who stood around. You could talk to him. What a fucking feel-good announcement that would be if they were like, hey, Animal Crossing launches on October 10th, 2019, and yes, Reggie Town 2.0 will be in the game. <laughs> I mean, there's that thing, too, that, and it all spawned from, if you've seen that video where he, Reggie's like, that's all the time I've got. I gotta go play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo 3DS, and it's like him out front of his real house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all a big marketing ploy. It's like that. What a guy. 
I really like if nothing happens on April fifteenth, I feel like people are gonna be upset. But I feel like I don't know. I don't know that it is. Um, I think we'll go, we'll probably get another direct at least before May. I I would say. yeah. Especially if three point like I said, three point is as big as like they're saying it's gonna be. Yeah, they had committed that Joker would be out before the end of April. Yeah. So yeah. I want to add two more quick addendums to my prediction for the the Switch cheapo model. Um, I think that it's going to be promo Joy-Cons. I think that they're going to add a D-pad instead of the directional buttons on the Joy-Con. And I think that they're going to add a stylus to it. Because if the rumors are true and they're really going after the 3DS crowd and they're publishing things like Mario Maker and, I don't know, maybe games further down the line that require more stylus-heavy interactions... I think throwing a stylus in there is a pretty cheap way to get people to buy a, a console with slightly new features. Just like adding an analog mm. stick to the 3DS. I want to say that uh, I'm a little bitch. And Nintendo <laughs> would have to fucking do a lot wrong to make me not buy the Switch Pro. Because I was there day one for fucking new 3DS. I was like, oh, that shit's got fucking changeable faceplates? I'm in. <laughs> I was importing. What about new 3DS XL? No, I, I like the smaller version because it had the uh, oh. Famicom colored buttons. Ooh, what if the new Switch has changeable faceplates? Oh, I'm in. I'm in day fucking oh, one. God I'm imp- damn. Dude, you know, I was fucking in. I was there at launch importing Japanese faceplates. <laughs> what, what? Okay. How about this? Exchangeable faceplates, no additional features, 350. See, that's, that's getting in? where I'm like, uh, no, it's got to be something else new, and it has to be the same price. You're out? I'm out there. Okay, wow, the we found a limit. Okay. And they didn't add okay. anything. If it's three ninety or what was it? what's the switch, $299? Yeah. $299. Uh, if it's $299 and they add, like, fucking Bluetooth and it's got a better battery life, thinner bezels, like, fucking day one. You're in there? I love my yeah. switch. I play it nonstop. Favorite console. It's so good. Let's talk about the state of play. Yeah, state of play. Speaking of directs, this was... It's a good thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. I don't want to dunk on them too hard for it. But even like... No, let's, let's fucking dunk on them. The voiceovers, the, the transitions. PlayStation made their Nintendo directs. And what's even funnier about this is that like it's a big meme that PlayStation copies everything Nintendo does. It's like the Wiimote, and then the PlayStation, PlayStation Move. move like <laughs> It's like the handheld market, and then the PSP came. Then it's yeah. like they did the fucking joysticks, and the fucking DualShock got joysticks. It's just like <laughs> Sony is, you know, for better or for worse, they copy Nintendo, I think, sometimes. But I think this was a good move, but it was just funny to watch. Like, this is a Nintendo Direct. I uh, was surprised with uh, <clears throat> how VR-heavy their first state of play yeah. was and i think i'm happy because i'm a fan of vr i want to see the market grow and i'm glad that sony is putting money behind it they're not just abandoning it like they did playstation move um but i cannot like express how disappointed i was to see the trailer for iron man and see the cg trailer be like oh fuck oh fuck it's an iron man game um and then to see like oh it's a vr game it's just like a vr rail shooter yeah it's a vr game that doesn't look very great yeah Honestly, I thought it was the Avengers game. Yeah. I, like, I don't think that's happening. I think that's canceled. I was like, damn, fucking PlayStation's coming out heavy hitters right now. We right. started our own direct and we're going to fucking show you what it is. 
I kind of thought that they would be going for like more games that would leave a bigger impression for their new format, but they they didn't really. Yeah. The one thing that was weird to me is like, here's all these games coming out next month. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't need to see another trailer for Days Gone. Like, I'm excited for that game. Like, like here's a gameplay look. And it was like two minutes long. It was yeah. so weird. I don't need to see that shit. I follow Greg Miller on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's cool to, like, come out and be like, here's this stuff you never heard of, and it comes out next month. Like, Nintendo, I think, can be good at that, right? Like, oh, here's a new Box Boy game, and guess what? It comes out in a month or two. But, like, I feel like Sony was like, hey, guess what? Here's Days Gone. This comes out in a month, but you've seen it for the last three years. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they showed off, like, a lot of indie games, a lot of VR games, which I thought was cool. Like, it was a weird show, because they showed off a lot of, like, weird games. Um, a lot of which made, they made it sound like were first party. Like, I felt like every weird art game they showed off, it was, like, from Sony Worldwide Studios. And then they said some developer I never heard of. Yeah. Um, like, I think they spent a lot of time on that Concrete Genie game. Which, yeah. like, I'm like, that's a cute concept, but, oh my god. The, I didn't realize there was going to be such a narrative-focused game. And I don't know about you guys, but, oh, the voice acting in that trailer was awful. Mm, I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm not. It didn't stand out to me that much. I, I, I was, like, half paying attention. Like, every time a game came out, I was like, okay, this looks cool. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'll check it out when it comes out. But I, I felt like they needed something. Something, yeah. like, bigger that wasn't Days Gone. Um. Like, even, like, opening, when the Marvel logo came up, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Right. And then I was like, okay, you just set the tone for the whole show <laughs> right here. I um, was really hoping that after hearing the rumors that the first Direct was going to be very, like, VR-focused, I was hoping that they would at least announce, like, new VR hardware. And it, it just kind of sucks to see all this VR money being put behind, like, the most inferior version to play VR games on the market right now. Yeah, but also it's kind of, like, shitty to, you know, I mean, like, even if they said, oh, here's some new hardware, it would come out, you know, probably even within this year, but then, you know, the PlayStation 5 comes out maybe, what, next year in two years? Yeah. Like, it seems like such a weird, like, a weird short lifespan for it. So, yeah, I don't think it makes sense to announce, like, a new VR thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it was compatible with the PS5. Like, you know, it's because the VRs are, they're, they're just displays. So I feel like you could have announced like just better some sort of better tracking system that you can plug into the PS4 that you could also just plug directly into the PS5. I feel like we're getting that new headset with the announcement of the PS5. I hope so. Man. What if, Okay, so here's slight digression, but this is what I've been thinking about because I've just been thinking about like the the past console cycle and like the announcements between Microsoft and Sony in 2013. What if Sony comes out and they push VR so hard that they're like, <laughs> the PSVR becomes the next Connect, where you cannot buy a PS5 without a VR headset. Yeah, dude. I mean, if... Man, that would be so expensive. Oh my god, could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, they absolutely won't do that, but that would be fucking yeah, I mean, wild. Yes, it, you'd have to be a fucking lunatic at the company to fucking get that through. <laughs> they probably sell. They'd sell it for five hundred bucks. They know everybody's like, they know all the Sony ponies would buy it anyway. 
We know I mean, Elmer. That's how much coming. the PlayStation released for, right? Wasn't it five? Or was it four hundred? It was four hundred. That's the big thing. Is like wow. I remember Sony launched it three ninety nine. Microsoft launched it four ninety nine, and that was like the big talking point of that conference. Was like, oh shit, Sony's undercutting Microsoft by a hundred dollars. I mean, shit. And if it's five hundred bucks with the terrible... VR headset, I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, I would buy it too. I just think it'd be funny to see them go down that route, make the Connect three point oh. Yeah. Yeah, overall, state of play, it's fine. Uh, I will, I will just point out in his defense that our caller, uh, one Elmer Guardado, uh, did like the state of play. You don't need to defend him. He doesn't need defense. <laughs> I was just putting it out there. I mean, I got to be real with y'all. I didn't even fucking watch it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited I forgot for, like, it was happening. The, yeah, I forgot about it too. But I'm excited, like, <clears throat> if this is like their thing moving forward, like we're gonna get more frequent. I was talking to Elmer about it. Uh, when we met up the other day and I was like, you know, if I'm Sony, who is arguably the worst in the worst spot with all of this, they like, cause Sony has a, a track record of being at every single fucking event. Cause they had such a big first party lineup and they always had shit to show. Like they were at Paris games week, then they're at Gamescom, then they're at E3, then they got PlayStation experience. Like if I'm them, I'm like, fuck this. How many events can we go to? Like, set up a stage and, like, show off and do a press conference and everyone's disappointed if we don't show, like, you know, Death Stranding. It's like, let's just do the direct thing. Like, save us a bunch of money and, like, we get to control the message and, like, the news cycle. Like, if I... I think my only concern is, like, there's the Nintendo Direct route where I feel like they kind of get it and they're at the right intervals and they really only pop up when they have something to say. And then there's, like, the inside Xbox route, which, like, no offense... But inside Xbox, I think they do one every month. And like, other than the big Master Chief PC announcement last month, they're usually pretty dry. Oh yeah, inside and Xbox. I, I could see this becoming that show of just like, hey, here's a commercial for the games coming out next month. Yeah. <clears throat> see you next month. Yeah, I could definitely see going that route too. And I think like when Nintendo first came out and said that they were doing like their direct and treehouse formats. Like, the, the initial Direct, I don't think, was well-received No, all. they were kind of like rough. It, it took them some time to get to where they are now. So I think, like, you know, Sony could refine this format and be good sure. eventually. Um, but I could also see it going the inside Xbox route, where it just becomes, like... Um, and I think we kind of saw this with PSX. It was more of a behind-the-scenes, like, discussion of the games and less of a, a hype train moment. Which, right, you know, right. if that's what they want to do, like, more power to them. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I think... Like, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. I think the opportunity is there. I just think it was kind of a bad first shot out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't need, to, they didn't need to do this. Like, if they just waited until they had maybe, like, at least one heavy hitter, it probably would have been more memorable. Yeah. Totally. I feel like it's such a difficult thing, too, because, like, I think Nintendo is, like, you know, in a league of their own in the way they do their demonstrations. Like, typically, they're masterfully timed. They're well done. There's, like, loving care put into it it feels like because there's all these little references and jokes and quips and it's cute and you know it's you feel like fuck yeah i'm a nintendo fan and they made this shit for me and i'm excited and like they know it too right like i always think back on the day that like all of the nintendo direct leaks happened that one time and then like gamestop was tweeting like hope you enjoyed that nintendo direct and all the games that were announced and there was no direct happening yeah. and then, like nintendo just tweeted that picture of chibi robo on fire and i was it's like so okay, good. they fucking yeah. know 
that we're all lunatics. Like, I'm sitting there refreshing <laughs> Reset Era every fucking day, multiple times a day, looking for a leak on the next Direct. Yeah, and, and like, Nintendo of America has a really good, uh, like, engagement team at their yeah. headquarters. And I'm hoping, like, maybe Sony can do that, too. But we'll see. I also, I feel like the whole tone of Nintendo just lends itself to a Direct better than, like, the tone of Sony or Xbox, right? Yeah. Because, like, watching watching Inside Xbox, right, it's, like, this whole hype gamer team and, hey, gamers, are you excited? And, like, we get to the Nintendo one, it's just, like, hey, we're excited to be presenting some <laughs> independent games today. <laughs> you know, hope you enjoy. Like, it's, it's and very, then, you know, cut Japanese, to, like, some dude yeah. in a well-lit office with his bonsai tree. It's, like, <laughs> that is the tone and the vibe that we're looking for, not, like, you know, Let's get hyped, gamers. Try my gamer fuel, Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> I really do yeah. hope that Inside Xbox goes the route of Nintendo and they just get Phil Spencer to become like Microsoft's version of Reggie. But I'm also very curious to see how Doug Bowser does with the directs going forward. Because Reggie, I think, lent so much to the presentation of Nintendo's directs. Oh, yeah. Agree. I uh, Big shoes. I do feel like he, he's got to come out strong at this E3. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to happen. And I, I wonder, like, does he own it? Like, does he say, like, you know. He's Bowser. They're, they're, they're going to make a Bowser joke. Oh, like, yeah. They're going to have, like, Bowser stomp on the Nintendo logo or something. Or, I, would, like, I would love for them to be, like, this be the year that they bring back, like, the skits that they did at E3. Like, the the uh, Robot Chicken and the Muppets. And, oh, like, yeah. Bring back the puppets. Give me, a, give me a Doug Bowser puppet where he slowly transforms into oh, Bowser. Yeah. I'm fucking there. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> make this make 2019 the year of Bowser. We had the year of Luigi back in like 2016, 2017. This is the year of Bowser. Dude, make that April 15th direct. Reggie comes out Mother 3. <laughs> and then he retires. <laughs> make the April 15th direct. Reggie comes out, says his tearful goodbye before Doug Bowser takes his ass out. Yes. He embraces the villain role, and he plays a sort of Vince McMahon. I would love that. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm. I mean, you ever look back on, like, the Smash shit when it's fucking... You fucking gamers are so ungrateful. <laughs> you want Animal Crossing? You're never gonna get it. And then we have a hero from the crowd who's like, Animal Crossing releases next week because of me. <laughs> they could make a cultural icon, man. They should do uh, this. I would love if they did, like, a goofy thing for E3. It would be so good. They have to. I think they know. They're, I mean, but they haven't done it the last that. two years, I think. Yeah, well, I think that's because they were definitely in, like, a tight spot with the failure of the Wii U, and they really just wanted to, like, play the Switch as straight as possible. But I think now that the Switch is clearly successful, they're going to start having more fun with it, like they did with the Wii. Yeah, part of me feels like they just understand that they've mastered, like, the rapid succession announcements. Mm -hmm. That that's what they'll do here. Like... Even though I like, I think Pokemon and Animal Crossing are going to be the two biggest games this year. Um, but I think like during the actual E3 showing, like we probably get like a minute and thirty trailer on Animal Crossing. We probably get like a minute and thirty trailer on Pokemon, and then they blow it out at Treehouse. Because like yeah. even this past year, Treehouse was like minuscule because it was just Smash. Like Smash mm -hmm. is the only game to, tr to blow out in Treehouse. So not minuscule, but like. That was it. At least with this treehouse, yeah. they'll have two games to go between, so it's like a bit more diverse. Do you think we get any 3DS announcements at E3 this year? I'm gonna make a bold prediction. <laughs> Sam King will hold me to this. No 3DS <laughs> announcements during the Nintendo press conference. 
Whoa, can't take yeah, that back, no, dude. That's yeah. <laughs> you gonna put something down on it? Yeah, I'll drink a jar of pickle juice if they announce Whoa, the 3DS man. game. At the words mean something. They do. That was a direct dunk at Albert Guardado. Uh, real quick, <laughs> Borderlands Three tease or what we think is the borderlands three tease this uh i don't know what the fuck else it would be yeah i don't know if you guys saw there was a 4chan leak the other day yeah uh and this teaser trailer like perfectly matches up with that leak Mm -hmm. about there being like two uh sisters that are sirens that are the bad guys the calypso twins i think is what they're called and so this is like pretty much confirmed borderlands three yeah um and then borderlands remastered leaked for basically pc ps3 or ps4 and and xbox one and not switch which i'm a little surprised about Hmm. um but sounds like thursday we're gonna get all the borderlands information so by the time you're listening to this we already know put your randy pitchford shirt on get out your favorite deck of magic hopefully you got one get out your favorite Mm -hmm. banjo Mm -hmm. yeah hang tight onto your usb drive yes yeah hold on to your wallet and credit (laughs) card probably as well yeah uh, crime is not funny. Uh, no, it's very serious. Alleged. Oh man. Yeah, that's been your show. There we are. We'll see you guys next time. Later. I gotta go play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo 3DS. I gotta go play some Ben Sekiro. No, ladies and gentlemen, we are still here. You gotta follow us on all of those social platforms. Uh, you can follow at Awkpaws on Twitter at Awkpaws buy that merch there's always new merch it's always getting updated sam is an artist in his own right so buy those shirts um you can listen to the other show listen at awkward pause pod <laughs> listen to that just do it you can follow me at street super one r you can follow cassidy sergeant at follow me at awk pause <laughs> follow elmer guardado at Elmer does. Follow Robert Mecky. At Robert Jr. Jr. Follow Sam Atherton. Catch me on Instagram, SmathertonXX. It's been a while since I heard that one. Yeah. It's a throwback. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been your show. We'll see you next time. Stay golden. Subscribe to Apple Arcade. Subscribe to Game Pass. Please, thank you. Ding!